This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Well, cities across the country are busting at the seams. And the latest place that is going to be enduring migrants is Cape Cod. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Remember last time when they sent them to Martha's Vineyard when Ron DeSantis sent them there? They lasted, what was it, about 24 hours when the 50 Venezuelan migrants showed up and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we can't have them there. Well, they're about to get a whole bunch more, and protests are going to be happening this weekend. And a lot of Republican candidates are also really running on this issue now. Uh, there was a fundraiser not too long ago, by the way, speaking of which, with Ron DeSantis on Cape Cod, not too far from the location of the migrant flight. And a number of other people are speaking out about it, saying enough is enough. And it comes as the number of border crossers is reaching enormous numbers. In the latest little bit that just came out in the last few hours here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're getting details that migrant family crossings are at an all-time high. Because it's like, why just have one person come through? You can bring the whole family why don't it be like a family reunion crossing? You know, it's like, yeah, like a big Italian family, you know, and there's like uh, like 500 of them. Come on in. Don't worry. You'll all get through. Nobody's going to stop you not to worry. Well, that is basically what is happening right now at our southern border. And it also comes as there are new numbers of those from Chinese origins, basically uh, 115% increase of those from China, and a big increase of those from Russia. What could go wrong there? Those are the two countries who, uh, you know what, you might be scratching your head. Why don't we have some North Koreans come through, and I'm sure Iranians too. We have had a number of individuals, of course, who have been tied to the terrorist watch list. And this is an enormous, enormous concern. And also, typically in the summer months, because it is so hot, in Mexico, usually they don't cross as much. So the fact that the numbers have been so high this month is much higher than it was last month. The numbers are definitely going up and up and up. That is an enormous concern, not just for those in Texas, but for every city across America. Because guess what? Thank you, Mr. President. Now every town is a border town. And if you look at what's happening in New York City, it's busting at the seams. I mean, people are saying, what are you going to do? Next week, school starts. They're expecting about 20,000 migrants are going to be going into the classrooms. They're not vetted. Their families aren't vetted. They're not vaccinated. 
Uh, don't you think that that's a bit of a health concern? I feel bad for these migrant kids. I really do. I think it's a sad situation. But I also think we got to vet. We got to check. Who are their parents? What's the history? Do they have any diseases? Do they have uh, vaccinations? What about all these things where we were vaxxing and putting masks on kids during COVID and all that stuff? And yet it's wide open for our migrants. This is crazy. So in Chicago, they're kind of going, you know what? This is a little bit of double standard time. And so now there are a number of residents from the African-American communities, by the way, who are speaking out in Chicago saying, you know what? There are a lot of homeless citizens that they believe should be in the front of the line, not in the back of the line compared to migrants. Why should the maybe majority black homeless population in the Windy City Why did they have to suffer on the streets when suddenly migrants are getting the ticket to go, hey, you get to the front of the line? People are fed up, and I think it's about to get a lot worse. Where do you think this is headed? Because I think we're headed for a rough Labor Day weekend. I think we're headed for a rough time. And maybe uh, after Election Day, depending what happens with Joe Biden, of course, if he makes it to Election Day, which is a whole other story. But... After Election Day, maybe suddenly, surprise, 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 uh, maybe either he's going to say, hey, guess what? They're all legal citizens. We're going to try to grant them amnesty. We're going to try to work some deal, which would I wouldn't be surprised with the way this administration has been. Or they may just say, you know what? We're going to close the border now suddenly. The one thing that is clear is there is no doubt that Joe Biden, I think, has been an abysmal failure especially when it comes to the border. To me, the fact that he has left that border wide open and made cities like New York City suffering and New York State suffering, and now they're like, can we send him to New Jersey? Phil Murphy in New Jersey isn't sure if he wants him. He kind of says, yeah, I want to be welcoming, but we can't handle the overflow. You know, this is going to happen in every state across the country. Brace up, everybody, because it is coming to a neighborhood near you. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Well, in the middle of all this, uh, boy, did I hear hogwash from the White House. That is un- This is one of the most unbelievable statements I have ever heard. I actually was like, wait a minute, maybe I got to get like the wax out of my ear. There's something missing here. She didn't just say this, but she did. Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is the White House press secretary, actually made this statement. And this goes, you know, the Washington Post has the Pinocchios. This would be, they only go, I think they go up to five Pinocchios. This would go up to like 50. But take a listen to this unbelievable, incredible statement from Corinne Jean-Pierre of the White House, the White House press secretary, saying President Biden is the best on security. Listen to this zinger. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. Uh, He really has? Are you kidding me? I got to play that again because that's just too incredible. This is her again because, boy, I you know, like if you could even see her face, she kept a straight face. She really, she needs to go into comedy because she really has great talent because she knows how to deliver a line with a straight face 
and actually sound like she sort of believes it. Take a listen. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. He really, really has. Is there anybody out there that actually believes that? I'd love to hear from you tonight because uh, I don't know what to say to you, but I'll tell you what I think when you call. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, former ICE director, the great Tom Holman, said this to us on Cats and Cosby today about that statement, which... uh he was also quite astounded. He's been there on the front lines for a long time. Well, this administration is not ashamed. I mean, they've been lying from day one about the border. And yeah, I actually saw that. I was, I was sitting here watching the news and I was watching Fox and she said, I'm just sitting here. I want to throw something through the TV because there's nothing further from the truth. Now, she would have said he did more than any other president to unsecure the border. That'd be a true statement because he's the first president in the history of this country who came into office and unsecured the most secure border we ever had. That'd be the truth. Very interesting. So he would say that Biden has done the most to unsecure the border. I contend Tom Homan's right. What do you think, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Rick. Line. uh, Actually, let's go to Sal. Uh, We got a lot of callers. Let's go to Sal on line two. Go ahead, Sal. I'm going to be quick. My voice is going. An American Marine veteran in a wheelchair that died while I was in it. Had to call an ambulance to go across the street to the hospital. Talk about a waste of resources. My American Marine mongrel pulled me in the wheelchair, but he couldn't when the wheelchair died. They're issuing wheelchairs at the VA, which get cancer-causing chemicals with a warning on it. And these, these migrants of military service age from countries that hate us on Staten Island are some of them are sleepers. They're Trojan horses. Your mother's maiden country, Denmark. All the German tourists came in on bicycles with backpacks. In the bike, in the backpacks were machine guns just before the invasion of Denmark. I'm not an alarmist. But I'm telling you, Rita, I've seen war, and it's going to happen. There's going to be a 9-11 part two if brainless Biden or if the Republicans don't get after him. Threaten it. Go through with the impeachment unless they drop the charges, all the charges, and not bring any further charges against Trump. We're in for a horror, Rita. You know what? You know what, Sal? I hear you, what you're saying, because I am very concerned. And you brought up, actually, I think a really superb point, Sal. That with everything that's happening, and they believe that there's been at least almost about 2 million, quote, Godaways. These are the ones that we have zero record of that have entered the country under President Biden. And another about 8 million. So you do the math, that's about 10 million. That's in the last 30 months. That's really scary. And you think about we're approaching the anniversary of 9-11, the somber anniversary of 9-11, um, you know, it took, you know, less than two dozen hijackers to cause, you know, hell on earth, as we know. And you look at what happened here in this case, uh, how many are in the country that we have zero clue about, I'm sure, sadly, are planning, you know, death and destruction in America. I'm sure many of them snuck in. Uh, we've made it way too easy for them. And it really is scary. It, it's very, very scary. And I think it's, it's actually, it's an, a genuine concern. And I rarely, you know, use this phrase, but but when it comes to this issue, to me, 
This is uh, a dereliction of duty. The first primary responsibility of this president is to be the commander in chief and protect the homeland. How can you say he's doing that? There is just no way he is not doing it any shape or form. Let's go to uh, Norm. Line three, Norm, your thoughts, my friend. Hi, Rita. You ask where this is going. Well, it's going to go with uh, greater and greater protest, greater and greater acts of civil disobedience. Um, its effect, I, I hope the effect will be great. Also, um, what I what I fear is, especially with the development of the Moderna vaccine, and they're going to be pushing that, um, I fear our elected officials are going to use this because inevitably the COVID and other things are going to rise because you have all these populations, unvetted population. And as it gets colder, the disease rate would go up anyway. So, but it's going to go up more. And because of that, they're going to probably have another lockdown. I, I suspect that that's what's going to happen. I'm not really worrying about anything dramatic happening. Yes, terrorism and things, you know, that, uh, of course, uh, that, of course, that is a consideration. But what I'm more concerned with, is just the rise of the detectable COVID levels and then the the Dems and the people in power uh, using that as an excuse to have a lockdown. And, you know, I'm going to have to go into protest. I mean, I've been in protest mode about that stuff from, you know, the past three years. Now I'm, you know, in protest mode against the, the you know, for, you know, against illegal immigration. You know, and, you know, Norm, uh, pro- you know, Norm, you just started talking about also um, the COVID issue. I have been thinking about that, too, that this administration is going to say, well, you know what, um, maybe no debates or, uh, you know, first of all, clearly Biden does not want to debate anybody in the Democratic side and also I would bet, and a lot of us have been talking of late, like if it turns out to be a Biden-Trump, he may say, oh, I'm not going to debate. He may not want to debate. I mean, I don't think he can debate anybody right now. Honestly, I would be astounded that he could last more than like five, ten minutes with anybody. I, I'd bring my grandmother there, and I think she'd beat him. You know? I mean, it's like, you got to be kidding me. I, I, I mean, so I actually see them. I see sort of even on a bigger level, Norm, that they may use that. They may actually try to create that as a reason why, okay, he's going to stay in the basement again and then no debates because you can't be near each other. You know, you can just see sort of where they're starting, you know, and, and hope that nobody notices that he's got half a pulse. You know, that's where I see this going. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We'll continue your calls after the break and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
And I would say things are getting very extreme in every city across this country, and it's about to get a whole lot worse when you look at the situation with the migrants. And these shelters are popping up everywhere now. There are discussions about it being a new migrant shelter at the Atlantic City Airport. Uh, they're also talking about locations now in Cape Cod. Uh, they are all over the place. And can you imagine uh, what Texas is going through? I have a number of friends who are in El Paso, and they talk about how so many of them are basically sleeping on the streets because so many of the shelters are overrun. There's no room for American citizens. And also, where's the money coming from? We're paying for it. That's what's amazing. This is taxpayer dollars. And the Biden White House keeps saying, no problems, guys. Everything's great. This president is, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan at the border. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Donald, line eight. Donald, your thoughts about what Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, had to say, saying the president has done more to secure the border than anyone else. That that is an unbelievable lie. Yes. Yeah, hi. So, well, yes, she was perfectly correct. We should have got to finish the sentence by saying, yes, for the benefit uh, of, of the enemies and adversaries of the United States, the drug cartels, human traffickers and sex slaves and prostitution, on and on and on. So- yeah, no, you're right. You you are absolutely right. They needed to fill in the blanks after that and say they have. You're right. They've done such a great job to inspire all these people to come across the border. And we are going to feel about, you know, we're going to feel this, I think, for generations, literally generations to come. Donald, thank you. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx, line three. Phil, your thoughts. Rita, good evening. Good to hear your voice again. You too, um, my friend. Thank you. You know what it is? I can't put aside my military background and just say, you know, something else. But I'll, I'll tell you how I feel as a military, ex-military. I'm still military in the heart. Yes, <laughs> anyway, you once so, military, always military. You know that, right. Phil. <laughs> it's like a lifetime tattoo. It's, it's the thing <laughs> is that frustrates me is I know the way these people are thinking, and I know what's behind them, the cartels and other things. And behind them are probably the rich people and the communists in China. They are planning the overthrow of the United States. What better way to smuggle in an army of young, as Curtis Lee says, young, able-bodied adult men? 35% of the people they've taken in, according to him, are this class of people. My point is, somebody drops a, a, a carton or two of pistols on the street with ammunition or a box of machetes, how are you going to stop this? You're going to have massive bloodshed. These people are not going to sit still and cooperate. They're already crying that they don't want to eat the food you give them. They're crying because they got to leave the hotels. You're going to put these people in tents, in aircraft hangars, old aircraft hangars out in Floyd Bennett, and you're going to let them sit there over the winter? Uh-uh, ain't going to work. You're going to see trouble. They're going to need 50, 50 100 National Guardsmen at each shelter just to keep these people in control. It's coming. It's coming. It's a Trojan horse. The city has been betrayed by Kathy Hochul. It's been betrayed by uh, Eric Adams and the other people in the legislature who just don't care. They're not paying. We're paying, right? You know, Phil, you brought up also a really powerful point. I've been thinking about this, too, as the weather 
is going to get colder. Right now it's warm and you can have a number of them in 10 cities and everything else. But when it starts getting really cold out and it gets cold in New York, that's going to be a mess, like you said, because then you suddenly can't put them up in uh, little tent cities, you know, unless they're, you know, what are you going to heat them? And, you know, it, it ain't going to work. Um, so you're right. The alternatives are going to become more limited and the tensions at that point are going to be like percolating beyond belief. Uh, because already you can just feel it on the streets. People are fed up. You know, people, there are people who even earlier said, Hey, maybe it's a good idea to include everybody. And now they're going, uh, maybe it wasn't a good idea. And then there are people who said, I told you so. And now all the leaders, like you're saying, they're all pointing fingers at each other and nobody's accepting responsibility except where you all have to live with it. Great points. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great law enforcement, our great men and women in blue. A powerful story coming from New Philadelphia, Ohio, where police officer Mark Saldusky, sounds like a nice Polish name, was honored on Monday of this week by city officers for his efforts in helping to save the lives of two boys during a house fire in town. And it happened last month. Now, the presentation at the city council meeting was used to highlight the teamwork exhibited by the members of the safety forces. One of the firefighters who also responded to the blaze was a woman who was seven months pregnant at the time. Well, the fire occurred at a two-story duplex and Officer Saldusky arrived at the scene before any of the firefighters did. Two children and the family dog were trapped on the porch up on the roof of the structure. So the officer was able to calmly talk to both of the children who were up on that roof and he convinced them to jump off the roof of the burning building and into his arms. Amazing. And he was able to catch them and save them and, of course, also save the dog. Well, in the words of Captain David Morris of the police department, quote, the bravery and commitment to protecting and serving the citizens of this city was unmatched that day by our great officer. Great work uh, by Officer Mark Saldowski, a fine representative, I believe, of the Polish community and, of course, of our men and women in blue. Well, uh, I think they're going to need a lot more law enforcement now because things are getting really heated at these protests around the country. So much so, believe it or not, remember that story when the uh, about 50 Venezuelans were sent to Martha's Vineyard and they were sent at the time courtesy of Ron DeSantis. He said, listen, I'm doing it to send a message. Of course, Martha's Vineyard is where Barack Obama has a big facility. He has a lot of room there. Uh, I think he should have put the migrants there. He could house a whole bunch of them. But just 50 of them raised the ire of the people in Martha's Vineyard. They went crazy. Remember, they're like, oh, everybody should welcome them. Everybody should welcome them. And then what a bunch of hypocrites, because when they finally show up there, they lasted about, I think it was like 36 hours. They moved them to a base, and then they got them the heck out of there. They were like, oh, we don't want them here. We didn't mean that. We, we want them everywhere else, but not here. Uh, so now 
because every area is a border city, thanks to President Biden and his great policy of the border. Uh, well, now, this weekend, they are planning protests at a shelter in Cape Cod. It's expected to get filled right after the Labor Day weekend. So things are just getting crazy, and it's because there are so many of them coming to so many locations. Massachusetts has already declared a state of emergency. They've also called the National Guard out there to be careful and to watch these things. Some of them have also been called in New York as well. And this is just the beginning. And President Trump, who was talking to my buddy Sid Rosenberg this morning on Sid and Friends, this is what he had to say about President Biden and where he ranks in the in the levels of history. This is how he compares him to uh, Jimmy Carter. He says, guess what? Jimmy Carter is very happy today because now he doesn't hold the uh, statue for one thing. And aside from being the most corrupt president, he's the worst president we've ever had. Jimmy Carter has to be very happy because, uh, <laughs> you know, they'd always say Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter. And yep. uh this guy, uh, this guy blows Jimmy Carter away. This guy blows Jimmy Carter away. Uh, this guy makes Jimmy Carter look like, you know, like uh, Castro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking about Bob in terms of security because, you know, don't you go anywhere near him or, or Putin who's protecting, you know, don't you go near him. You know, this is this is crazy. This is really, really crazy. And so Ron DeSantis, by the way, just recently did a fundraiser not too long ago in Cape Cod uh, at the scene of where these migrants were shipped in. And this is what he had to say a year ago when all the hubbub was happening, because now fast forward, you got this group coming in uh, very soon to Cape Cod. Some have already come in there, so much so that, again, they've already declared a state of emergency in Massachusetts. They have nothing compared to what is in New York City. Uh, but here's what DeSantis said last year to reporters. And so instead of scrambling and worrying about a bunch of rich people and having 50, and oh, by the way, they already bust them out. They're gone. They said they said we want everyone. No one's illegal. And they're gone within 48 hours. Uh, and so why not actually look at what's going on? There were more Acela corporate journalists in Martha's Vineyard today than have ever gone down to the southern border to look what's going on. Why don't you go down there and look what some of those communities have to deal with every day? And he's right, uh, because listen to how the liberal media covered it at the time. Coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook, this is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. We can work it out, but if you're going to be a bonehead, who wants to play with you? Exploiting and abusing human beings, men, women, and children, to score cheap political points on immigration. Leaving some migrants, who might have been misled to believe they were going elsewhere, as reported by NPR, on a literal island that doesn't have any infrastructure designed to help them at all. In a word, it's inhumane. People that are saying that these children and these families are being used as political pawns are exactly right. What a bunch of hogwash. And now they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't mean it in our community. Like, it's okay if it's far away. Uh, But then suddenly it comes to their neighborhoods and they're like, oh, no, no, no. And, And then if you're protesting a little bit now, too, they're also smearing a lot of the protesters. And they're all different political stripes. They're just concerned citizens. Like you can be angry about it. You can move them out quietly. 
uh, but don't you dare protest. I mean, that's crazy. And I think we're going to see a lot more protests across the country. Some of the other ones already have gotten really intense. There was some Antifa that were outside of Gracie Mansion, which is where Mayor Eric Adams, it's his birthday, by the way, today. Uh, but Mayor Eric Adams, of course, that's his location. That's his home, Gracie Mansion. That's where he works. That's his main facility there, uh, his home uh, of all homes. And so there were a lot of protests that were going on there. And things are getting just because people are emotional. And I think it's great. As long as things stay peaceful, I say bravo to the people who are spearheading all of these different protests. And sadly, I just do not see any end in sight. Because if this White House has the audacity to sit there and say that this president has been, you know, basically the best at securing the border of anybody, uh, then they are obviously, they're obviously disingenuous because they can't be that stupid. It's so obvious what's going on at the border. And you see the numbers, you see the headlines, you see the staggering amount of people that are coming and you see the images of a lot of them coming over. They look like they're like uh, going into Afghanistan, you know? With, uh, you know, body armor and submachine guns. And the local law enforcement there are outgunned, outmaneuvered. There's nothing they could do. It is really, really scary. And so earlier today, uh, we were also talking with Professor Alan Dershowitz, the great constitutional scholar. And he was talking about the utter hypocrisy of the folks on Martha's Vineyard and Cape Cod and all that stuff saying, yeah, we'd love to have them. Uh, um, uh, we didn't really mean that. Martha's Vineyard is, a, is, a, is an island of hypocrites. Uh, you know, they banned me from the library. They banned my books in the library because I defended President Trump in front of the Senate. You know, these are people who, if it was somebody on the other side of the political spectrum, they would adore a lawyer who defended the constitutional rights of Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton. But if you defend the constitutional rights of uh, Donald Trump on Martha's Vineyard, you're thrown off the island. We're not going to throw me off the island, but they're certainly trying hard to do so. So I only have contempt for a lot of these hypocrites on the vineyard who, you know, say good things. And then when it comes to accepting uh, people, they say, no, 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 we don't want them in our backyard. Yeah. Uh, talk about the double standards. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Ted in Forest Hills. Ted, your thoughts. Thank you, Thank you very much. I think, first of all, New Yorkers and Alan Dershowitz, Californians and Alan Dershowitz, who I love, are still going to vote Democrat. And the border is not going to be closed. It's votes. I'm yeah. afraid it's going to lead to civil war. Oh, uh, well. By the way, Ted, I I hope you're wrong about the last part, and I hope you're wrong about the first part because, um, but I I actually think you're right on the first part that a lot of it this whole thing is about votes because they're planning on I think one day saying hey you know all these people or first we gave them work permits and that's a step for them to be legal non citizens and they could potentially vote in local elections. And then, hey, let's make them full-fledged citizens. We'll try to work on closing the border, but we'll make them full-fledged citizens. Uh, that That's where I think we're headed, and that is a dangerous place uh, to do that. Also to beef up, um, you know, redistricting. You know, a lot of people are wondering, is a lot of this because they get included in the census. So guess what? Now the population of at least New York City is, what, 110,000 more? You know, it's not a lot when you think about how big New York City is, but it it gets booming 
and imagine what it's going to be like. And every city now, there are so many cities that are now overrun and outnumbered with so many of the migrants, and they do get included in the census. So you have to wonder, is there an objective, especially if they go to a New York or they go to a California? Does that mean maybe they get another representative at some point, potentially? That this is There's a lot of repercussions, and you have to wonder, what is the objective? Uh, there's got to be more to the story than just, oh, we're that stupid that we're going to have the border wide open and have these unvetted people come through. Let's go to Alice, line three. Alice in Ohio, your thoughts. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the call. Rita, we, we don't owe these people anything. The first thing they do is to break the law when they step in the country. And with all but a single uh, digit percentage, uh, they're just they they're not looking for political asylum. Take Curtis Slewa's, uh thought when they arrive in the Port Authority, supervise, let them get out, you know, stretch their legs, use facilities, give them a box lunch, send them back and then start get and then start loading buses with the people that are squatting and get them out of here. We owe them nothing. By the way, I I actually wish we could turn them around or uh, turn them actually to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or to send them to the Naval Observatory, which is where the borders are. Kamala Harris stays. You know, there's a lot of property there, by the way. The Naval Observatory is a big sprawling. I've been there many times. It's a big sprawling area. The White House is, too. There's a lot of lawn, especially you could put them by the, you know, by the Washington Monument. That whole, you know, like kind of block it off. You know, you see these big events that take place there. Uh, you know, the Million Man March, right? Those, so I guess there's a room for about a million there, right? There you go. I don't know what we do with the other nine million that apparently are in the country, but at least there's an answer for some of it. Alice, thank you very, very much. But you're right. I mean, we have to come up with some solution. It is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, let's go to Gino, line one. Gino, your thoughts. This is Gino from Grasmia. Let me tell you something, uh, Rita. Um, well, I was with Sal in the only Sal, the last Salvation Army store in Staten Island. We saw strapping young men from Central Latin and South American and Arabic extreme Islamic countries. And they were well-groomed and well-attired, all holding vouchers. When I asked the manager, I've been calling the Salvation Army Catholic Charities, everyone else under the sun, for 13 weeks to get vouchers for American veterans in the same clothes, which are rags now, for 13 months. They said, oh, no, we're not giving them to the veterans. But I heard, according to the, it was the Eric Adams asswipe, who, with our tax dollars, bought these vouchers for the Salvation Army for the illegal aliens. And another thing. And wait, hang on a second, Gino, because you're, you're throwing a lot there. Um, but let me just say this, all right? Um, first off, um, what I will say on Eric Adams' defense, at least he's calling out the administration. At least he's saying, you know, uh, we got to stop the flow at the border. I'm waiting for everybody to say, President Biden, do your job. Uh, at least he's inching closer which is more than a lot of them are doing. A lot of them are saying, oh, what problem at the border? But your point is a good one, that it seems like you're right. A lot of the, you know, homeless veterans and others are being put to the back of the list. And that's un-American. That's why I get so disgusted with this. You know, if we're a country and we happen to have uh, millions upon millions, you know, overflowing, you know, uh, water shooting up from the pipes, then maybe you could say, okay, well, we'll build your own little island and we'll try to help everybody. I mean, I'm all for that. 
Um, but to do it the way we're doing and not vetting them, it is just, it is sheer insanity. And we don't have the money right now. I mean, so many people are leaving New York City. So many people are leaving just the state in general because they're fed up. So there's not a lot of money even in, in the state. The state is like, is, you know, so far behind in tax revenue because who wants to live in New York now? Sadly, it's still, I think, a great city. But boy, are there problems between the migrants and the crime and the marijuana and the homeless. The list goes on and on. And the prices. I mean, yeah, it is, they're socking everybody in every different direction. And then they're going to say, Hey, by the way, in the middle of all this, we're going to bring in a hundred thousand migrants and spend $10 million a day. And you're going to like it. You know, I mean, this, this is, it really is alternate universe stuff. Uh, Gino, thank you. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we are rocking out tonight on the Rita Cosby Show. Yes, we are American-made. And as you guys know, I'm a first-generation American. Uh, but my parents, it took them a long time to become American citizens. They had to get checked for criminal records. They had to get checked for any health issues. Uh, and that's the way it used to be. And the owner and operator, by the way, of Red Apple Media, the great John Katsimatidis, has come up with a great idea of... Rikers Island, which of course is the big jail, and that would be able to house thousands of them, of migrants. There's a lot of empty cells. Take off even the doors if you want to make it hospitable. And then at least it's isolated. You could use it as a checking point. Vet them. Spend the time to make sure you do know their criminal history. Make sure the countries are telling you the truth. That's the problem, because not only are they barely checking any criminal history in America, they're not checking any history, like from a country like Venezuela or Mexico. Uh, you're really going to check and say, "Oh yeah, I believe what they're saying." Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, those tattoos that say MS-13. No, no, no. It means uh, uh, Mississippi 18. It's an eight, not a three. That's what. I, I, no, no, no. Don't worry about all those tattoos. Don't worry about all that. Don't worry about the thing that says uh, "I deliver fentanyl." Don't worry about that. And John has suggested that Rikers could be called Ellis Island, too, which is actually an interesting idea because it sounds more inviting and makes sense. It reminds you of the history and it reminds you of the openness of this country. I I actually think it's a great idea. Why are we not doing it? Let's go to Ed, line eight in Staten Island, which, by the way, uh, Scott Labato, and I'm going to play a clip of the next hour. I know you know him probably, and he's out there with the protests. He's calling Staten Island ground zero because he's saying, of course, about the migrant shelter there that's near the grammar school. Your thoughts? Naval Base Station Earl's 11,000 acre facility that's completely fenced in with razor wire. Wait, where is that? Where is that? Monmouth County, New Jersey. That's what I thought. I thought it was New Jersey. Oh, that's in. But, you know, first off, we got to see what happens with 
you know, with Phil Murphy. He's kind of going back and forth. At first, he's like, yeah, come on in. And then he said, no, we can't handle them. And then he doesn't want to necessarily, you know, he seems to be flipping and flopping. Uh, And that's not a good thing uh, when you're dealing with an issue like this where there can't be any flipping or flopping. We're going to talk more about this after the break. And also, Joe Biden sympathizes with Mitch McConnell. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, it will be another wild week in good old Georgia because the official arraignment is taking place this week. This is for Trump and his co-defendants. We know that Trump has already entered a not guilty plea, and you're able to do that so you don't have to actually be in court. So he won't be in court this week. Uh, but some of the others will be there for the arraignment. Their cameras in the courtroom. So it's getting interesting. They also put out the word. Uh, and this is, I think is going to backfire on them big time because they also put out the word that their standard procedure is to do cameras for all the trials down there in Georgia. So that means they're saying, Hey, here's the YouTube channel. You can tune in and watch President Trump. On the YouTube channel, when the trial gets underway, they're trying to push for an October trial date, which is right around the corner. That's nuts. That ain't going to happen. Um, one of the defendants, one or two of the defendants, because remember, it's a whole batch of them, want a speedy trial. President Trump is saying, no, we should push this off uh, to 2026 to well after the election. Let the American public decide who they want. Uh, you, Democratic Party, don't try to decide who should be in the White House. And so it's getting interesting, but they're going to really, uh, I think this is going to backfire. Can you imagine if they end up putting President Trump's trial on a YouTube channel, which is what they said they will do, and I believe they will. So far, they've said, hey, we do a mugshot. They put the mugshot out. They couldn't wait to leak that. You can imagine uh, they're going to be like putting it wall to wall on this YouTube channel, like playing it over. It's going to be the most watched YouTube channel ever. It's going to be huge, as President Trump always says, but it's going to be wild. And you got to remember, President Trump is a master of the media. I mean, this guy, of course, The Apprentice was a huge hit because of President Trump and his personalities, uh, personality and the debate you think about, too. Uh, when he has been a part of the debate, has done really well. The last debate did okay, not super gangbusters, because Trump wasn't a part of it, the GOP primary debate. So when he is a part of it, the numbers go skyrocket. They were huge when he did the interview with Tucker Carlson. That was the counter-programming that night. So he's definitely a draw, and he knows how to play to the media. He knows how to play to the camera. Even though it didn't seem at first that he wanted the mugshot, now it's all over like T-shirts and coffee mugs. And he has raked in, they were saying, close to $10 million since that mugshot happened. $20 million in the month of August. Uh, that is called ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. So can you, he's probably going to say, uh, get your premium membership on the YouTube channel for the Georgia Fulton County case. And get your free T-shirt and your free subscription, your free this and your free that. 
uh, or have like counter programming and say, hey, over here, uh, you can contribute to this. You can, you can just see where this is going. This is going to be one for the record books. If you thought the OJ case was crazy, this is going to be like uh, following the white Bronco times 500. It is going to be nuts. Remember, uh, OJ sneezed. Wait, whoa, oh, you know, it's, it is going to be so crazy and it's going to happen whether it happens, you know, in a month or so or if it happens in a few years or so from now. I just don't think there's any way they can do it in October, but they don't seem to really care. You know, it's like the Trump people go in and say, hey, we would like it to be in two or three years. And, you know, it seems like the prosecutors go in and say, well, we would like it to be in a month. Okay, we'll do it in about a month. I mean, this seems to be the way this whole thing is going. So who knows? It We it, we may see a televised trial on a YouTube channel down there in Georgia as early as next month. That would be astounding. I think it would be a shame towards American justice. There's no way you can tell somebody to prepare when they have literally millions of pages of documents to go through that are tied to these other defendants, too, that could be relevant to his case. Uh, also remember the January 6th, a lot of the evidence from the January 6th trial is not there anymore. How is that? How is he going to represent himself without having all the documents? It is nuts. It's nuts. So in the middle of all of this, you have President Trump also saying that things are going really well in the polls for him. And he says, sadly, that's because the country is just going down in the tubes. Take a listen to what he said to our buddy Sid Rosenberg. I think there's more enthusiasm. You can ask your mother, but there's more enthusiasm now than there was for one or two. We drive through the streets where the signs, every house has a sign, Trump 2024. And that's because it's so bad. That is because it is so bad. People are just going, as we're talking about the open border, as we're talking about all the problems out there. Uh, President Biden seeming to be in la-la land. He's going to Florida tomorrow, which I think is a smart move. Obviously, it's important to do because of what happened after Hurricane Adalia. If he tells that small kitchen fire story again, I'm going to cry. I'm going to choke. I I mean, another version of it. You know, the whole neighborhood was burned down. I'm waiting for that version. That hasn't happened yet. I mean, that is the weirdest story that keeps morphing and changing and switching. And I bet you he's going to try to get to it somehow at some point tomorrow. But now here's a whole other twist that's happened. And this is sad, obviously, to see what happened with Mitch McConnell. He, of course, is the Senate Minority Leader Republican, uh, 81 years old, I believe. And Mitch McConnell uh, goes up to the microphone. Remember um, a couple weeks ago, goes up to the microphone, he freezes. Um, now this one happened again, this one in his home state of Kentucky, and here's the moment everyone's been talking about this week. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Any. It was a painful moment. I mean, it was a really hard moment. And and your heart breaks. He's clearly had a lot of problems. Some doctors are saying, 
It may be the result of a concussion. Others are saying it may be because he had a fall. Uh, the others are saying that it may be Parkinson's. There may be a whole bunch of things going on. And Nikki Haley, who's running for president, GOP, uh, said, you know what? It is time to be honest. And it is time that certain people are not qualified to stay in their positions, sadly, due to health issues. Uh, this is what she had to say. And boy, uh, she had the doozy of the week. It's sad. No one should feel good about seeing that. You know, with any more than we should feel good about seeing Diane Feinstein, any more than we should feel good about a lot of what's happening or seeing Joe Biden's decline. What I will say is right now, the Senate is the most privileged nursing home in the country. I mean, you know, Mitch McConnell has done some great things and he deserves credit. But you have to know when to leave. That is why I'm strongly in support of term limits in this country. I think that we do need mental competency tests for anyone over the age of 75. I, don't, I wouldn't care if they did them over the age of 50. But these are people making decisions on our national security. They're making decisions on our economy, on the border. We need to know they're at the top of their game. Very interesting comment that the Senate is the most privileged nursing home in the country. And listen, Diane Feinstein, uh, I met her when I came to Washington years ago. I mean, she's had a storied history there. So is Mitch McConnell. Uh, but they clearly are having some mental issues. And they're not the only one. I would say our commander-in-chief is having some major doozies, too. And a lot of people are making the comparisons this week. And it seems like even Biden himself sort of is. It sort of like takes one to no one because Joe Biden, who has known Mitch McConnell for a long time, they were, you know, in the Senate together for many years before Biden moved over to the White House, uh, says that he spoke to McConnell. He said everything seemed just fine. Take a listen to this one. I spoke to Mitch. He's a friend. Uh, um, and I, uh, I I spoke to him uh, uh, today. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he was his old self on the telephone. Uh, and uh, having um, a little understanding of uh, dealing with uh, neurosurgeons and people, and one of the leading women in my staff, her husband's a neurosurgeon as well, it's not un- at all unusual to have the response that sometimes happens to Mitch when you've had a severe concussion. It's part of, a, it's part of the recovery. And so I'm confident he's going to be back to his old self. And as I said, it sort of seems like takes one to no one. Who could forget this moment? Uh, this is during uh, a FEMA briefing. Listen to this one. I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than, than uh, uh, Deanne uh, uh, Chriswell of, uh, of FEMA. All I've got to say is where's John Fetterman? <laughs> Hello, good night. Remember when he started the debate? Uh, what's your opening statement? Hello, good night. And that's when you're like, oh, now we know why they haven't put him out there on the debate stage for so long. Well, our commander in chief has had a history of a lot of problems and it's drawing a lot of comparisons today where people are saying, you know what? Maybe it is time to close it in. And there are a lot of people who are saying today, uh, and if you look at the polls, even Democrats, like almost 70 percent of Democrats are saying they do not want him again. And they cite age as a huge reason for the concerns that age is a serious issue. Degradation. He is seeming to be so out of it, slow, falling asleep. Remember in Maui, too, not just the weird comments, 
or the laughing about ice cream after the school shooting in Nashville. I mean, they're just horrible things that are just so inappropriate that you see like, you know, you have an old, uh, you know, you have an old aunt or a grandmother or somebody, you know, and they're just uh, cognitive, cognitively, you know, that they're having issues. It's you got to be sympathetic to people like that. But that's different. If you're going over there to play bingo with them, then if they're running the country, the most important country in the world. I, I mean, we they, he just has to face it. And you keep going to the Democrats. Uh, do you see what we see? And privately, a lot of them do say, yeah. Some of them publicly are now starting to say it because it's just so obvious. And here's sort of a string of a couple of the doozies we've heard over the years. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons: one, to because we haven't been able to communicate it in a way. That is, uh, um, let me say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. The, um, Wow. I would say I like the music in the background. That at least added some life. That was coherent. But seriously, as he is comparing Mitch McConnell in that freezing moment, which was very painful, you know, is it time for our commander in chief to be honest and Jill Biden and others around him to come forward and say, you know what? He really is not ready. Um, He should at some point debate i think even on the democratic side but especially even if he doesn't do it on the democratic side i would love to see it because i think people wonder can he handle it and i think there's a lot of questions obviously with rfk and you've got cornell west and others but certainly when it comes to the general election and there's some suspicion now there's a lot of people who are vocally saying doug schoen a democratic pollster the other day was saying that he does not think that Joe Biden will debate, nor can he debate, because he says if he did, if it's a Joe Biden versus Trump, it will be, and this is a Democratic pollster saying it, it will be a knockout punch for Trump. That it's just a hands down, and that the American public will be like, uh, 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 you know, uh, what's going on here? Just like that moment with the Fetterman, remember? It just, it, you know, you feel bad for them, but is that who should be running the country? For the Democratic Party and for America. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, let's be honest. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show.
You can never go wrong with a little Raspberry Beret and one of the greatest artists ever, Prince, who is always rocking it out. And uh, came to Bakersfield, by the way, when I was a young cub reporter. Maybe I got a good story to share with you guys at some point, but I'll share it at another time. But anyway, uh, Prince is such an incredible, incredible talent and certainly was very coherent. Uh, a little different than our president of the United States, who seems to be all over the place, sadly. And he just seems to be forgetful. He doesn't seem to be realizing what he's doing. He doesn't seem to be in control of his schedule. I'm glad he is again going down to Florida tomorrow. It is so important. Uh, but he was two weeks too late to Maui. And then he gets to Maui and says the ground's too hot. He tells the kitchen story. And then today, a lot of people are drawing comparisons because he came out and said, well, Mitch McConnell, you know, this is normal for somebody. You know, it's not unusual for someone to freeze up like that, like he's an expert in the field. And boy, he has kind of frozen up quite a bit and kind of been misguided when he gets off the stage, doesn't know where he's going. I mean, there's a lot of these moments of late that are drawing a lot of questions to age and competence. Your thoughts about this, everybody? one 800 848 Nine two two two. Let's go to Paul in Nashville. Line one. Paul, your thoughts. Hey, Paul, oh, you there? Go ahead, Paul. Oh man, reader, it's great talking to you and everything. Uh, there's a place in, in Arizona where they put frozen heads. They charge you a hundred thousand dollars to stay there. Uh, I think Ted Williams is there. I think Walt Disney is there. Yeah, it's one of those like a cry, like cry, crino or whatever. Where they freeze them. You could just go to Madame Tussauds. You don't have to spend 100000 You could live in infamy there, too. There's options. There's a lot of options out there. Paul, you made me laugh on a Friday night. You are terrific. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. And I love Nashville, Paul, too. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and their families, a story near and dear to my heart for a whole bunch of different reasons. Uh, this one coming from my old stomping ground of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, which is a beautiful city. Well, U.S. Naval veteran and legionnaire John DeBishop was presented with uh, the 2023 Firefighter of the Year Award this week during the American Legion National Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. By the way, uh, at the American Legion uh, Conference, uh, I was the keynote speaker one in the morning, and Joe Biden, who was the vice president at the time, was the keynote speaker in the afternoon. At that point, he was much more coherent. I don't remember him having any freezes or any problems or anything like that. He was actually give a very, very good speech. That's why I have seen him speak in a coherent way. So we're going to get back to that in a moment. But anyway, following his service, this great legionnaire, John DeBishop, uh, in He was in the Navy. Uh, he has also been a member of the fire department since 1998. He earned multiple certifications, including fire officer and also incident safety officer. And how beautiful to see that they honored him and many, many others 
at this convention. Uh, the American Legion National Convention is really incredible. Um, I was at one in Houston, and there were thousands upon thousands of different individuals there uh, from all different, you know, posts and opportunities and also their backgrounds uh, and all ages. It's just great. And again, all of their families as well. Now, in addressing the program specifically, Veteran Bishop said, quote, one of the most notable similarities between veterans and first responders is our mental health and suicide crisis. He said, I worry about this now more than ever since one of my sons has followed in my footsteps, first in military service and now as a firefighter paramedic. How beautiful uh, that he and his son, uh, obviously, and obviously his whole family, have a true dedication to service. Really beautiful and wonderful to see. Well, again, as I mentioned, I have seen President Biden up close uh, give what was a great speech, that speech at the American Legion years ago in Houston. Uh, and again, thousands upon thousands of veterans. It was a very passionate speech, very coherent, powerful speech. Um, he's usually super spirited, super feisty. I met him pretty soon when I came to Washington in the mid-1990s. Um, so I've known him for a long time. And I am clearly seeing somebody, I'm not a doctor, but it seems like he is sadly degrading. It's just a fact. You know, some people, uh, you know, it's not the age necessarily. It's something else, too, going on. I mean, it's a combination. There are people around his age. Look at the difference. President Trump is right around his age. I would say uh, mentally he's like 20, 30 years younger. He's so much more spry. He's so much more quippy. And yet this president is clearly having troubles, and it's become a huge issue. Many Democrats, again, are talking about it. Many people on the GOP are talking about it. As we mentioned, Nikki Haley, who says that there should be a competency test. Um, and you could tell that even Democrats now, I'm wondering how much of, obviously, there are health issues, but will they use some of these problems that are clearly escalating for him on the front of the money, the pay-for-play allegations involving his son. Um, We know that things are heating up. We know that it looks like an impeachment inquiry will probably be launched either later, you know, either later this month or even next month. It looks like it's right around the corner, and we're going to get into that shortly. I mean, James Comer came out and basically said it seems like it's almost a foregone conclusion. McCarthy just came out a couple hours ago and said he's going to put it to a vote. To the House. Remember, the Republicans do have the majority, but it's a slim majority. So you can't guarantee that it's going to go through. But I would be surprised if it doesn't because they want to have subpoena power and be able to investigate all these different things with the aliases and all the other stuff. So as all of that is coming down, that could also be part of the reason that now Democrats are not afraid to speak out and talk about some of the obvious health and mental issues going on with this president. And there's a lot of doozies. Here's just a little combination of some of Joe Biden's comments recently. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. Here in Northern Ireland, programs like Young Young Entrepreneur, Young Enterprise Northern Ireland. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him Wow. All right. And then here he is uh, trying to read from a prompter and he reads the directions. 
It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That is our commander in chief. And again, a far cry from the guy that I was standing next to and talked to uh, in Houston years ago and have seen many times. I saw him after he was at the convention, the Democratic convention where Hillary Clinton gave a speech. Sharp as attack, walking down the, hey, how are you? Hey. Uh, right now, it'd be like, uh, what country am I in? And that's sad, but that is what we are seeing. And so how about this moment? This was the doozy. Remember, he was signing a bill named after a Democratic congresswoman who had passed away in a car accident, a deadly car accident. He was signing the bill in her name. The bill was named after her because she was no longer with us. And so then he goes to the audience, and this is this basically sums up everything. Take a listen to this one. Who could forget this moment? You know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. Uh, Jackie couldn't be there because she died, and that's why you're naming the bill after her. I mean, it is it is really painful to hear. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line two. Stan, your thoughts. I'll take him over the me- the mental deficient who lies all the time. His brain is constantly lying. Who are you talking about, Stan? Donald the lump Trump. He is the mental deficient, not Joe Biden. He is the one that has a problem in his head. Stan. He can't tell, always tell the truth. Stan. He lies Stan. just a minute. Wait, no, no, no. I, I can't let you get away with that. You're sitting here saying uh, the mental deficient. Uh, he would clean his clock in a debate. There is no question, Stan. He would clean his clock. Can you imagine what that would be like, the two of them? I mean, you're honestly thinking, let's, let's, do you think that Biden will actually debate Stan? I don't think he will. I don't think he can, nor will he. Your thoughts, Stan, if it got to it, if it turns out that it's, that it looks like it's headed towards a Biden versus Trump again, a rematch. I don't think Biden can stand there and handle it for more than 10 minutes. I'll take the bet now because there's no doubt in my mind. What are you betting? Joe Biden will clean his clock like he did the last time when you thought he was crazy then. Do not underestimate this guy. But yesterday you said he was pretty smart. Today you think he's a mental case. You you know the truth. There's, no, there, I didn't smart. say he's you a uh, Hang on, Stan, Stan, Stan. Get the story straight. First of all, I didn't say he's a mental case. I said he is babbling and he's having mental issues. And I feel bad for anybody who actually is. I mean, just so you understand, this is not like, a, you know, I, 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 it's sad because we're seeing it happen and he's the commander in chief. It's not like, you know, he's at a carnival or something like that. There's something, you know, this is a serious job and it's a serious time in the world. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on with the border. We got so much going on with crime. There are so many issues right now around the world. I can name a whole bunch of them. And you got to have someone who is fit for office who can deliver a clear, coherent speech so he could be guiding not just the country, but guiding the world. So so to sit there and make it sound like, you know, I, I feel bad for him. He is a smart guy. 
which is why what's happening now, and he's a sharp, quippy guy. I mean, that's why I'm telling you, Stan, this is not the best of Joe Biden. Whether you agree with his policies or not is a whole different. I'm just talking about even just delivery. This is not Joe Biden at his best. I've seen him. I mean, when he did the Paul Ryan debate, I disagree with you that he lost the debate with Trump by far because he said, oh, what what laptop? Uh, That's Russian disinformation, which was a lie. You know, oh, uh, I don't know anything about my son's business deals. I don't know anything. That's a lie, Stan. So, I mean, I I guess it's easy to go up there and not tell the full story because he knew it clearly was true. So that's the whole other issue. But separate than that, he has been sharp. The the debate he did when he was VP with Paul Ryan, remember when it was um, Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan? I've said this, Stan. I thought he cleaned Paul Ryan's clock. I really did. I thought he was, I thought Paul Ryan got crushed by a great, alert, astute Joe Biden. That is sadly not what we have, and the American public knows it. And you know it, Stan. Go ahead. Something? Can I say something? Yeah, you may. Oh, thank you. By the way, I have a new name for you. It's a real nice one. Coco Cosby. I like that one. Coco. Like Coco Puffs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you. How about Lucky she, Charms? She has her own show, Coco Cosby. Can I have Loco? Can I have Lucky Charms? I like I Lucky like Charms. I think it's a better name. But By anyway, the way, where okay. are you buying me lunch? Every time you promise you're going to buy me lunch, hey, Sam, you, you have rent to me off. Here's what we'll do: if they debate. We'll sit and watch it together. <laughs> oh, how beautiful, Sam! That will be beautiful. Can I have earmuffs on? Uh, as long as I can, as long as I can gag the show when Trump goes. But there's the point: <laughs> Donald Trump is going to debate Joseph Biden. I'm not worried about it, okay? He will. He has more to fear than Joseph Biden, I'll tell you right now. And especially if he is convicted I'm uh, uh, by the court. That may happen or may not. And if he is convicted, they may, they, you know, the 14th Amendment, Section 3. So it's possible that he may not debate the president. But I want him to debate the president, because do not underestimate Joseph Biden. I mean, you think that he's, you know, but he's not. You know, hey, at his age and because of what he had, he's a little slow on the uptake. Uh, A little slow, Stan. Stan, I I have to play uh, the one with music again because uh, we I think everybody strongly disagrees. But Stan, I love you. Uh, Here's a little bit. Okay, here we go. We'll go back to you. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from, from, uh, uh, excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in in Florida down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let uh, me um, say another way. But the nature. Not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the. Uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what 
drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what that you can do, the drivers. The, um... Stan, go ahead. Falling asleep. Yeah, you know why? Because no, no. because it's painful. No, Stan, it's not painful. Stan, no, we no, agree it's... on that. Stan, we I agree on that. Mention, we agree on that. On Donald Trump's lies and so forth. How about that for about five minutes, and then we'll all hear the truth, right? Give me a break. Stan, I, orange man, the, bad orange man, always says something wrong. At least, you know, Stan, you're consistent. But the one thing I really admire about you is that you're going to buy me lunch. And that I really admire. But Stan, I love you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Holiday. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> you do. You're great. Stan is such a character. You got to love that guy. Uh, let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Pete, uh, give me a little bit of coherence, okay, after that? I'll try, Rita, but man, that's a hard act to follow after Stan. I'd like to ask Stan and Teddy to do this math question, especially that Teddy's a math guy. What's 13 times 13? I'll leave it with that if they ever call in with it. And uh, very entertaining. I was agreeing with Stan to about until I sobered up, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he is very interesting. He is very interesting. He is. He and, is. Uh, he... I, I enjoy it. This show is great, as always. Well, and Pete, uh, and Pete by the way, and you know this about me, Pete, that I always love hearing from everybody because I think you learn from everybody. Uh, you know, and you hear his perspectives. And Stan always has a, there's a lovable edge about Stan. I don't know. I, you know, there is, and he's a veteran. Uh, so you gotta love and you gotta appreciate that too. So there's, you know, it, it, it's never boring, right, Pete? Uh, and, and you get some perspective. Now, what do you think about, uh, you know, he basically says that, you know, Biden is William Shakespeare and Trump is orange man bad. Your thoughts? Oh, look, I love Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is as sharp as a tack. Uh, I feel sorry for Biden, and I feel sorry for this country because we're at a frightening point. I mean, we could be, you know, taken over. We got a lot of enemies out there. And uh, migrants that are here, like I said, I feel sorry for them, but this is not right. They're putting them before people, veterans and people that came here the right way, and that's not right. And the homeless, especially, putting them out in the street, mental illness, not giving them no help. And, and the country's going to go bankrupt with the amount of money they're spending. This is pathetic. It is. It's and really it, it is. It is, Pete. Pete, you have a great Labor Day weekend. And you give your wife, Renee, uh, a big, big hug. Uh, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. are rocking out here on the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. By the way, we'll keep you posted how things go in Cape Cod this weekend. Again, as we mentioned, uh, protests sprouting up there uh, with migrant shelters expected to expand. 
uh, as it seems like all over the country. Also next week, there's another one in Staten Island. Of course, that school, it's the old Catholic school, is where the new migrant shelter is. And then right across the street, about 20 feet, is a grammar school. And it's mostly single adult men. This is just a mess. And I think, as we are talking about President Joe Biden, that this issue about the open border and what's happening with the migrants and the security issues and the financial issues, the burdens on American taxpayers and enormous safety concerns for our kids, too, with school starting next week. That, I believe, all of these things are going to be huge issues, not just in local elections, but also on the national level. I mean, can you imagine if President Trump and Biden are debating? I mean, what is Biden going to say? The same hogwash that we heard from Corinne Jean-Pierre, that he's done more to secure the border than anybody else? And I mean, do they have a laugh track in the audience? I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, that is going to be the biggest joke, and he'll probably have to sit there with a straight face and say, oh, yeah, I did. And then any candidate, anybody, my grandmother could go up against him and say, hey, wait a minute, here are the numbers. Obviously, that's not true. Here's what's happened. This is not true. And I think the migrant issue and the open borders and the effects that we're now seeing across the country is really going to be an enormous issue in local races and, again, also in big national races all the way up to the White House and certainly on the campaign. The next debate, by the way, is also going to be at the end of September, and it's going to be in California. And one of the partners, it's Fox Business, uh, with my buddy Dano Perino and Stuart Varney, both of my old friends. But in addition to that, it's also going to be with Univision, Univision. And you know they're going to talk about border. That's going to be a huge issue. Migrants, border policies, all that stuff. And boy, will you see a stark contrast with any of those people that'll be on the stage. I don't think Trump's going to be there because I think a lot of people looking at it said, ah, that's the JV team. I don't, and he's so far ahead in the polls. Uh, I think he's saving himself for his salvos against Biden if Biden can make it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Keith. Uh, on line six. Keith, your thoughts. All right, reader, and I love Danishes in my coffee. Thank um, you. Thank you, Keith. And I love, and I'm, and yes, you know, I'm half Danish and I love coffee. So thank you. You got it. First of all, let me just tell the people what has to happen. The 65 and 1990 immigration hacks have to be done away with because this is what turned the Democratic Party into a hard left party. The Democratic Party is left wing now. They're hard left. They're flexing their muscles. They're flooding in the country. Never before in the history of mankind has there ever been a place where all the borders are wide open and the whole world is coming into what's a non-country right now with a giant, juicy welfare program, okay? Do you want me to tell the people out there what one of the results of the Mario boat lift of 1980, courtesy of Jimmy Carter? Those Cuban immigrants rioted in Arkansas, but they also married American women. We're going to have war brides in reverse. They're going to be dropping babies all over the place. Eventually, Republicans will be fighting for the illegal immigrant vote. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, who knows? Uh, Biden might try to make them legal somehow, too.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 